I'm Laura McDiggle and you're listening to Planet Pipe, your twice monthly pipe pack podcast brought to you with thanks to our sponsors, the National Piping Centre, covering all aspects of pipe music from the traditional to the most progressive. Fire your passion for piping by checking out all the archive shows that are currently on our website, planetpipe.com, for interviews from the likes of Mike Katz, Eric Regler and Jim Sutherland, just to name a few. With brand new shows twice monthly, there's never been a better time to take the tartan rocket to Planet Pipe. We're also up for an award. You can read more about that on the website and we'll speak a little bit about that later on in the show. But this week's guest is a composer, piper and arranger, Lincoln Hilton of Victoria, Australia. And we'll be chatting to him a little later on, but for now, it's a tune that is named for another innovative Aussie piper that Lincoln wrote. It's called Mark Sol's Sub Bass.
some very unique programming and a great tune from Lincoln Hilton. That was Marksall's sub bass and Lincoln will be joining me a little bit later in the show. Our next show is when we look at the various piping-related nominees at this year's Scots Trad Music Awards, held this time in Dundee. This year it's a little bit special for us because Planet Pipe has been nominated in one of the categories. We're nominated in the Trad Music in the Media category alongside some other great media items. If you do enjoy listening to Planet Pipe, then please do vote for us. You can do so by clicking on the big link that's on the website, planetpipe.com. Now, Craig Muirhead is fast making a name for himself for his creative arrangements with the Scottish Power Pipe Band. He's just about to release a book called Arranged by Craig Muirhead, featuring a selection of well-known songs from various genres fitted to the pipes. Each tune comes with a standard setting as well as a B-flat setting with chords to enable accompaniment from other instruments. It's a great idea and it's sure to be a popular book this Christmas, so to get your hands on it, visit Craig's website www.arrangeforpipes.com. And let's hear what I assume is a piece that Craig had something to do with from the Scottish Power Pipe Band's most recent live album. This is their competition medley.
The tune danced to in a black anger of his heart, as Robert Louis Stevenson wrote. That was The Flame of Wrath by Donald Moore McCrimmon to avenge the murder of his brother Patrick. Staying in the dark tone, let's have a bit of a halloween feel. Halloween's just passed, and it also just so happened to be the release date of our guest's new online tune collection. Lincoln Hilton, he is going to be joining us after we hear this track. It's Trick or Treat. Sinister sounds of Lincoln Hilton there from his track, uh, Trick or Treat, a Halloween-inspired track. And I'm joined by Lincoln now. How are you? Good, how are you? Very, very good. Very good. Yeah, just really, really enjoyed that track. Really enjoyed the the few tracks that you've sent through. Um, you're, you're Australian by birth, yeah? I am. My, my dad is Scottish, though. Ah. My mom's Filipino. So I've got to kind of mix. Well, and my, my wife's American, so that's why I sound a bit... <laughs> well that explains it then so that that route into piping was that through your dad yes yeah um, so is, is he a piper or did he just encourage it no i think he wishes that he was a piper you know <laughs> he uh i guess his brother gave me a channel when um i was like 11 and he said you know you gotta learn pipes so i just i guess i you know stuck at it so the, the tracks we've heard um, they're all your own compositions. I've seen some other stuff on YouTube that you're you're playing traditional tunes and, and other tunes. Composition is a big thing for you, by the looks of it. Um, could you tell me a, a little bit about your creative process when it comes to composition? So um, there are certain tracks that that people in the pipe band world just know. So take for for instance, four hundred percent. Tell me a bit about how you wrote that tune. Well, a lot of it is uh, based on like theory, I guess. When, when I actually wrote 400%, I was in like one of the school exams, mm-hmm. and um, you had to write a tune on your own instrument. 
So you had four chords. You had you had to pick you know four chords and you had to improvise over those four chords. So obviously I picked you know B minor, G major, um, A suspended fourth, and uh, A A major as well. Mm-hmm. And then I improvised. Like I kind of went overboard. I wrote the whole like suite in like the sixty minutes. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was really cool, and I improvised over that, and I ended up getting like a B plus for it. <laughs> yeah. so I, I guess your grading rules are similar to ours so, so a would have been the top yeah I, I it was because like i didn't go beyond uh was it i didn't go beyond nine notes uh, and the, I, you know the guy was like you know you gotta go beyond <laughs> nine notes. like i can't really do that you know yeah well um, I, I would definitely try <laughs> to appeal for that one that doesn't sound fair at all totally but uh <laughs> oh, but i got a really cool like track out of it and um, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun to write. That's good. So, uh, you speak about uh, composing, and there's that chord progression that that um, that's very very familiar to a lot of people. I know a lot of composers don't think in chords at all. Um, they, they don't actually have the the theory knowledge, and they think of that as a um, actually as benefiting them. It keeps their mind more open. What do you feel about that? Do you feel that when you go to compose, you start with chords, or you start with melody, or is it different each time? I, I kind of think um, chords are the way. Like it's just for me. It's kind of like it's it's like the background of like a picture, you know. And when you when you compose over it, obviously, like you're you're creating this like big collage of like colors and stuff with all these notes. And by like following the chords, you, you get end up having like a different kind of you get different genres and everything. Like I, I often work in scales now. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if let's say 400%, instead of saying, like, you know, it's four chords, I work on, like, B minor. So that kind of, like, you're not so restricted in within the chords. You're, you can kind of experiment with all the other notes. I think a lot of a lot of pipers kind of, like, you know, they, they stick. If they're working with a chord base, it's, you know, they, they stick just primarily to those notes that are within the chords, you know. So you get a lot more, like, tasteful stuff when you're, you work on scales. So if you work on, like, the B minor scale, you know, you can work right through the the, the chord progression, and then everything sounds really good. You, know, you can use every note, and um, it's it's just it's a lot more fun. Like you know, I think it's it's a mixture of like improvisation on top of on top of chords. Um, you know, like a lot of time when I'm like composing, it's it's just it's kind of random without chords, right? Mm-hmm. But then you know, the chords come later. Um, it's 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 a little different every time, but um, there's always some sort of structure behind it. I guess that's why it's, there's a lot of like themed things and suites that come out of my pieces. Yeah. Um, when you think about the uh, the actual harmony accompaniment just on the pipes or on the chanter, are you, again, thinking in a very theoretical way or is it more experimental? Experimental. Very experimental. So you if, know, you, if, if, you, if you are composing, do you just record over over chords and listen back and take what you think's good you know it, it's funny like there's that way i do that sometimes but um a lot of the time i actually write the melody before i actually play it um which is kind of backwards oh yeah so it's funny because like i can i write all the music on the screen i'm saying well that's cool and then i actually look at the music and i'm learning it myself as yeah. i'm playing it uh-huh. you know and, and um you, you end up coming up with things that you would never have done before you know like yeah, it's like, especially with that trick or treat, that that little bit in the middle. Like, I I didn't actually play it 
um, at first. I, like I wrote it down like in piano. And I was like, man, that sounds really cool. And then I looked at the music and I was like, holy hell, that looks really cool. <laughs> and I just like, I followed along with it. And then I was like, well, that sounds great. But it's something that's completely different that, you know, that I don't think I would have came up with if I was just playing it on my own. It's just like very unorthodox, you know? Yeah. So do you do you play piano when you're composing or, or is it is it more just inputting notes? Inputting notes. I, I wish I could piano. That would like speed up the process. But like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's it's all it's all different techniques. I think you get different results, and nothing's right, nothing's wrong. It's all it's all very good. And I mean, the stuff stuff that we hear you coming up with is extremely unique, but still, you know, very musical. The track we're going to play just after this interview is "Me and My Practice Chanter." That's just a beautiful tune and a beautiful beautiful arrangement. Thank you. So. You've been extremely lucky, and I'll have to admit, I'm a little bit jealous. You've had some great pipe bands playing your tunes as well. How did that come about? Well, uh, I think 400% was uh, a big one uh, that I, I kind of like I gave to bands, I guess, a few. Um, it was it's just, I think, um, I, I sent an email to Terry um, with the 400%. And he instantly took a liking to like the melody and how it had like this kind of like anthem theme. Mm-hmm. And I explained to him that I'm gonna have this like backing track with like strings behind it and like the choir singing. It's like it's it's that kind of music really like cuts deep with me. Like I, as soon as I hear, it, I'm like, oh my god, that's like the best music ever, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just it's so epic, you know. And I thought, well, like a lot of it's kind of like in you know B minor or a minor key, you know, whether A minor, B minor, whatever. And then um, it's just it's super cool, right? And then so we started like emailing back and forth and then I sent him all my other stuff and then we just keep on, you know, um, you know, they started just playing some stuff and then we just done the, the backing track and me and my practice channel was a funny one because that was a, that was a bit of a joke actually. Like I, it really was. I, uh, what I did, I, I watched a video online with the Axel of Awesome. I don't know if you've seen that over there. I think so. Yeah. And they, yeah, they play the, like the chords. It's you know, there's a chord progression, but in our bagpipes, it works really well if you do like D major, A major, B minor, and G major. G major, and um, it's the four chords that you know comprise. It's like it's like the the chord scale degrees that a lot of pop songs like use. You know, like you know, Let It Be and Malta Matilda, and you got all these like Lady Gaga songs and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, like, can you feel love tonight? So what I did, I just like I thought, well, let's do it and like see what comes up with bagpipes terms. And then I, I recorded this whole piece, and then um, it was all the harmonies are different, and they're all kind of like a, a melody of their own. It's a really cool uh, progression. Mm-hmm. And then um, I sent it to Terry, and I said, hey, like, what if you done like Can You Feel Love Tonight or something? And then he's like, I love it. You know, it's really cool because, like, the beat behind it was, like, your voice and then you got your piano and then it's just, like, me and my channel, you know. Uh-huh. Is, the, channel nice. is, is the beatboxing actually you? No, some of it. Uh, a lot of it is, like, the Apple loops. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. I sampled, like, just me doing some, like, stupid noises. Uh-huh. It was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful track. The The instruments that I see you using a lot on your YouTube videos um, and also that the, the Simon Fraser used, that's, uh, that's not normal practice chanters, is it? Uh, the, the trick or treat one was the ES session chanter, session. but I just take the F sharp down to an F natural and a B down to a B flat. Uh-huh. So that's obviously they could play in the D harmonic minor scale. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was a normal chanter. Um, 
Yeah, I, in fact, like, I'm kind of, like, wicked with my channels. Oh, my you God. Know? I mean, right now, uh, uh, for the listeners, uh, we're looking at a normal uh, brown practice chanter with, it looks like some sort of cross between a, a chanter and a bumblebee. It's got it's got yellow tape on every note. Um, yeah, all up. I can't actually tell if it's a yellow practice chanter with black tape on it or not. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. So, what's what scale is that in just now? Uh, this is actually in B flat. So, yeah. like, this is like you know, I use this when I'm recording like tunes in B flat. Yeah. And, and, and the session chanter that that's the that, that's quite a, a cool, um, relatively new product, isn't it? That's in in A. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Great. So, really, the the main reason I, I thought I'd speak to you today was about your new online tune collection, if you can call it that, or your your uh, your website. Um, it's tunes for charity. the The charity thing is that something that's particularly close to you. Uh, it it is in this case. Um, like like the, the idea came about when I heard the news about Andrew Bonar and his and his brain tumor. And uh, the, the SFU pipe band done like a lot of fantastic fundraising for you know his cause over there, and I wanted to do my part. And I didn't actually like when I, when I first heard the news, I didn't actually realize that it actually affects me like more than you know other people as well. Because my first tutor, Ian McMaster, uh, he passed away in 2012, I think, from a brain tumor, exactly the same thing. And I was like, man, I got to do something, you know, like about this charity thing. I've got all these tunes just sitting here and like I could either do a CD or I could do a book or something and I thought, well, like I could just do, do this online thing because a lot of a lot of the tracks that, that I will be like, you know, selling for like the sheet music for the tracks, uh, they're, they're online already. They're on YouTube and you can just do this online thing and you'd have to worry about the cost of the books and it could go straight to charity. It could go straight to the Australian research um, for cancer. And, um, yeah, it would be really good. I know that it's touched his wife um, quite a lot, so it's really good. They're 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 really good family friends. Uh, the guy was a, a really good guy. He, uh, yeah, he he actually he started like teaching me all about you know pipes and everything. He actually taught me how to play pipes before Chenna, which was right. odd, but it was good because uh, I started playing like one drone, and then um, he taught me how to blow steady on one drone, and then. He put me onto another tenor drone, and he taught me how to tune two tenor drones and blow steady. And I'd like my, like my like instructions were to play from one week to next week and play twenty minutes without you know going dropping down to the second tone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was interesting. So I learned how to tune a bagpipe before I could play tenor, which is ah, interesting. Ah. Yeah, but it was good because that's like tuning is like I'm kind of like OCD with that now, you know. All about it. <laughs> I can't like stand it if something's slightly up, you know. Well, that's a good way. Um, that's a good way to be. That's cool, but yeah. So, like, I wrote that that twelve eight after him, and it just seemed to like fit, you know, like his life quite a lot. Um, because it was all happy and it was like D major for the first two tunes, and then like the second or second the first two parts, and then the third part it was kind of like something happened, and then it was kind of like still hopeful, you know, and then it was happy again. And then, you know, the fourth part is like, you know, the bad news happened and, and then the doctor told him that, you know, the, the, you know, this Christmas will be a loss, so like make the most of it. And then this guy was like super fit too. Mm -hmm. He would go to the beach every, every morning and he would, um, he would 
go for like a 10k run and go for a 2k swim he was 60 years old you know you wouldn't believe what happened to him but um yeah and then he, he he fought right to the end he was still like when i first last saw him he was just as like full of life as he normally would be yeah it's really cool yeah well it's a, a great thing you're doing um if people wanted to get the get the tunes um what is the best action for them have you got um they're available on is it your your own personal website yeah you just type in uh com. Lincoln spelled L-I-N-C-O-L-N, Hilton, H-I-L-T-O-N dot com. Cool. You can also look me up on Facebook. I mean, it's all there. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put a, a link on the, the post that goes with this uh, podcast as well. So we've, we've already spoken about the, the track we're going to play off with, and that is me and my practice chat from the, the Simon Fraser University's um, Live from New York City album. So, Lincoln, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks, Lauren. Likewise.
Simon Fraser University Pipe Band with Lincoln Hilton's cute chordal suite, Me and My Practice Chanter. Now, moving on to the solo piping scene and this year's Bratach Gorm winner, Roddy McLeod, who took first place in the competition which was held in Kensington by the Scottish Piping Society of London on the 31st of October. We'll hear from Roddy in his younger days, though, and it's from his classic World's Greatest Piper album released in 1996, Some Arts to Spain Real, Brigadier General Ronald Cheap of Chiroran, The Piper's Bonnet and Charlie's Welcome.
Charlie's Welcome. And that was the recently crowned 2015 Bratach Gorm winner, Roddy McLeod. I'm Armit Diggle, this is Planet Pipe. If you enjoy what you're hearing, then remember to vote for us at this year's Scots Trad Music Awards by visiting their website or finding the link on planetpipe.com. Let's finish up with another Australian who has always been pushing the music of our instrument in new directions. He's Mark Saul. It's from an album that was born after he spent a few years away from folk music um, and he came back to it in 2003 after a few years uh, experimenting in electronic music. He put this album together and it was released in 2004 by Green Tracks. The track we're going to hear is called Wicked Train of Thought. It's the second in a trilogy of train-themed pieces which started with his suite, The Hellbound Train, made famous by the Victoria Police Pipe Band. And then also it was followed up with a third piece which you can hear on Scottish Power Pipe Band's new album. But until next time, I'm Laura McDougall, back in two weeks' time for another trip in the Tartan Rocket to Planet Pipe. Let's play out with Mark Saul's Wicked Train of Thought.
You're listening to the Planet Pipe Podcast with Lon McDougall, presenting you the best music from the international piping scene. Is this such a thing? Email your request to studio at planetpipe.com. <laughs>